What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Man, we've had a heat dome here, a massive heat wave here down in the south. I don't know why I start off always talking about weather. Maybe it's because I can look outside and also because I'm sweating right now. It's hot. It's hot down south, man. It's it's just it's terrible. I mean, we're we're hitting triple digits all weekend long. It's hot. So, guys, please wherever you are, drink water, take care of yourselves. Make sure you're doing all the things you know you ought to do to protect yourself. There's a reason why I say that every single time I got on this podcast is because it's a reminder for us to do the things to make sure that we are protecting and taking care of ourselves. But anyway, in this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about student loans and more generally loans in general. As we all know, or maybe we don't all know, there was a new uh, Biden student loan payoff plan that just got activated on Tuesday, I believe. Last Tuesday, it got activated. You can actually start signing up for it. You can start. There's a link down in the show notes and in the description for you to go down there and sign up for the new Biden safe plan. It's a new uh, income-based repayment plan that has a lot of good stuff in it. But before we get into talking about that, those plans and then talking about how to pay, I just want to give you a quick breakdown of how this episode is going to go. So this episode is going to start off with me breaking down everything that's included in this new Biden repayment plan for your student loans. And then later on in the episode, I'm just going to talk about how to pay off debts in general. Some of the things that helped me when I was trying to pay off over $20,000 in debt and some of the st- uh, skills and tips that I use to get out of debt as quickly as I was able to get out of debt. If you just want to skip to that part, there's going to be some, um, there's going to be a time linked down in the description or a time link down in the show notes or in your podcast listening app. Just go over there, click the, the time that's shown on there. It will skip you right to just the how to pay off debt portion of this in case you don't care about student loans, you don't have student loans, and you just want to figure out how do I pay off my credit card? How do I pay off my auto loan? How do I pay off my insert X type of loan is the breakdown for this episode. But I think for those of you who have student loans, this information is very helpful for you to understand why exactly so many of us finance nerds are so excited about this new safe plan, the new student loan safe plan by the Biden administration. And I'll break down exactly what save means uh, according to the Biden administration. But I wanted to give everyone else who is just here to learn about how exactly do I pay off these student loans and how exactly do I pay off my credit card or any of these loans, they can just skip over to the end of the episode. So let's get right into this bad boy. Background on the Biden administration safe plan. So the safe plan is actually stands for saving on a valuable education. Yeah, the government is not very good at like coming up with names, but you know what? We'll take it. It's the safe plan. It is a revised version of what used to be called the repay plan, which was uh, which was the revised pay as you earn repayment plan. Again, our government is not very good at coming up with names. Basically, this was the alternative that the Biden administration came up with because the Supreme Court last year just basically shut down over actually earlier this year, shut down the student loan forgiveness, the $10,000 student loan forgiveness that they were going to give to everyone that has student loans this year. And basically after that got shut down, well, we didn't know that there was another caveat in that whole student loan forgiveness thing, 
where they implemented this new student loan forgiveness plan or this new student loan uh, payment plan. And the reason why I say forgiveness plan is there is a portion in this plan that will allow you to actually pay off or actually get your loans forgiven, depending on if you meet certain qualifications. So let's get right into the safe plan. So the first thing that the safe plan actually does is it raises the income limit for you to be able to pay nothing on your student loans. It raises the limit from $22,000 to $32,000. According to estimates from CNBC and from other news websites, it is estimated that about 1 million Americans will qualify to pay $0 monthly on their student loans. This is massive. This is very, very big, especially for those of you who hit some hard times and right now you're just kind of doing whatever you have to do to kind of get by. This is going to be massive. This is why I'm telling everyone, please go sign up for this thing because it can be a huge help on your budget. Go sign up for this thing that there's a few other things in there that's actually very helpful. Unpaid interest does not accrue on the loan balance, even if your monthly payment is zero dollars and to all of this all of us finance nerds are like thank god this is one of those things that we have been asking for or rather i've been asking for for a really really long time i think this is one of the most beautiful things is when you don't have to pay interest on a loan it is amazing there's a reason why everyone doesn't want to move from their houses right now because they have a low interest rate it's the same way when it comes to your student loan balance if you don't have the, you don't have to cover the interest payment on it. That is unbelievably amazing. Also, now we get into the forgiveness part of this payment plan. It says that beginning in 2024, so next year, loans of $12,000 or less will be canceled after 10 years of payment. And this includes if you're paying $0 as well. In other words, let's say you were making, let's just say you were making $30,000 this year. And this year into next year, you pay nothing in your student loans. But then next year, you start making $60,000 and you start paying a portion of your student loans back. It will count the years that you made $0 in payment because your income was below that $32,000 threshold. This is really good for a lot of people. And then after 10 years, your loan, if it's $12,000 or less, will be paid off. And then every $1,000 above will add an additional year to your cancellation. So for example, if you owe $20,000 in student loans, it will take about 18 years for it to be paid off. And there's an easy calculation. I also have a blog link. If you want to see a lot of these things written down, if you're better reading to keep this in mind and for you to refresh it, I have a blog link down below of a written version of this podcast as well. The calculation, if you want to calculate how much it would be for you, is simply this. Years to forgiveness is equal to your total loan minus $12,000 divided by 1,000 plus 10. I know that's a lot of different words. It might be more better for those of y'all who are watching YouTube. It will be on the screen to see exactly how that equation is. But I'll repeat it one more time for all those who are just listening. It is your total loan minus $12,000 divided by a thousand plus 10. That is the way you calculate those numbers. And then the last part of this that was also pretty cool is undergraduate loans will be limited to 5% of discretionary funds, reducing it from 10%. Now, discretionary funds is basically, they have a calculation of how much extra money should people have after they've paid all their bills based on the cost of living in their area. 
And based off of that, it will basically say like 5% of your funds is what should be going to your loans. So that's a quick background on everything that is the safe plan. Now, of course, when it comes to the government, there's always going to be some opposition because it is estimated that this Biden loan plan will cost the government up to $361 billion. Some estimations put it closer to $500 billion over the next 10 years. So, you know, a lot of these businesses are like, yo, no, nah, nah, you're not about to play with our money like that. So, you know, they already got the lobbyists. They already got the folks out here in the streets making sure that they are trying to find ways to nick, to find ways to put a hole in the student loan plans. There's already about 60 Republican uh, 60 Republicans that are trying to find a way to challenge the student loans. But the good news is this is something that the Congress gave the power to the executive branch to the um what do they call them? The the education. Oh, man. The oh man, I forget the name of the position that's in government, something to do with the 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 education person in government that is in the executive branch. I forget the name, but basically Congress gave that power over to the executive branch to come up with new payment plans for student loans. So right now it's ironclad. There's not really much that can be done about from the from a government perspective, whether it's with lawsuits or anything like that. But expect a lot more information about challenges from the courts and all those things to come out. So here's my takeaway about this new student loan payment plan, this new safe plan by the Biden administration. I think it is wonderful that the Biden administration is trying to find alternatives to try and help people with student loans, because this is an experiment that we're trying where people have student loans the size of mortgages. We've never had this kind of experiment in the past. And I love the fact that the Biden administration is trying to find different ways to try and help people and reduce the burden of student loans on this new generation. And as we have seen recently, the benefits that we can have on the economy when student loans aren't being paid. We've seen how the economy continues to grow rapidly when people can use their excess savings, when people can use their excess dollars on other things within the economy, when people can actually save a little bit of money. We can see how that benefits the economy as a whole. With all that being said, I don't believe this plan is for everybody. I don't believe this plan is for everyone with student loans. Like I said earlier, when you start doing the calculations of how much student loans you may owe and you see the forgiveness part of the student loans, you get excited about it. To wait 10 years to pay off $12,000, that's a long time, fam. Like, honestly, for a lot of y'all who are making good incomes, like, if you are making 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, like, if you're making above $50,000, there is no reason, in my opinion, that you should be carrying a student loans of $12,000 or less for 10 years. There's absolutely no reason. That's just me, though. That's I know everybody has different circumstances, and I understand that. What I prefer for everybody to do is to use this plan to help you have flexibility. It's to use this plan to help you get flexible on your student loans. In other words, you may join this repayment plan, but you pay more. And the reason why you join this repayment plan is so you don't accrue interest on your balance. But while you are paying more, which means you can pay off your student loan much faster. I have a friend, I have a, a I'll say acquaintance that I that I watch a lot of his videos. I really love his content. His name is Debt Free Dad. And he makes really good uh, videos. And he used the pandemic period where we had the student loan moratorium to pay, I think it was over $200,000 
in student loans. Now, part of that was law school and all that stuff. But still, that's he used that period of knowing like, yo, I'm not going to be accruing any more interest. He used it to his advantage to be able to pay off his student loans much faster. So I'll just I'll use that as the same idea with anybody who is signing up for any of these payment plans. Use the safe plan as a flexibility option so you can pay off your loan much faster. The other part of this loan of why I don't I don't trust this loan too much is it's with the executive branch. In other words, when we have a different president that doesn't hold the same beliefs as Biden, as the Biden administration does, all of this changes. All of this can easily change overnight. If we have a pro-business uh, president, not to say that Biden isn't pro-business, but if we have a president who believes more in everybody's super accountability, all that kind of stuff, and doesn't believe in helping people in any which way, this goes away like that because this is under the power of the executive branch. So this is why I say use it to your advantage. Pray that Biden wins the next election so you have another four years to be able to take the reins on your student loans but do not depend on this being the same way forever and ever. I always like to share this with everyone and simply say, nobody is coming to save you. Take these things into your own hands. Take advantage of what you have in your hands and grab it by the horn and then face this thing head on. Don't just get motivated and believe like, oh yeah, I don't have to be paying that much anymore. And you pay very minuscule amounts and you never pay your student loans off. And then you put yourself in a worse position. When the next person enters office. So please, this is not for you to use as a get out of jail free card for you to pay minuscule or no amount of your student loans. Rather, it should be used as a flexible option for you to be able to pay off your student loans faster. I personally do not believe in depending on the government to pay to forgive you your loans. We've seen how that plays out. Plus, if you have loans more than we did the example of twenty thousand dollars, that would take you 18 years to get that thing forgiven 18 years. And then I know a lot of people who have more than that. I know people who have 40, 50, 60, 70, $80,000 in student loans. So please do not depend on this of you being in debt for the next 30 years. I know there's this myth and we talked about it when we talked about the money myths. I know there's a myth that, Oh, you're just going to have your student loans forever. No, you have your student loans until the day you decide you want to pay that thing off. Okay. So please, Free yourself from this loan bondage, remove that overhead, and start being able to look towards the future a little bit better. So this loan plan is great. You've seen my excitement talking about this loan plan. I love the safe plan. I love it so much because it does a lot of the things that I have been calling for since I've learned about student loans, which is why should the government be profiting off of the interest from the people? Like when you make more money, because when people become more educated, they can make more money. And when you make more money, you can pay more in taxes. Why should the government be profiting off of interest? I understand that you need to put the interest on there to incentivize people to pay off their loans. But you should also, just like you do for businesses, where you put caveats for businesses to be able to get some tax deferments, there should be ways for people to be able to avoid paying the interest if they are making their payments on their student loans. So I've never understood the need for loans to have this interest rate on it without caveats for people to escape that. So that's my thing when it comes to student loans. That's why I believe like I'm so excited for this new repayment plan. However, comma, I don't think it's for everybody to stay on forever. It is a temporary position that you should use this to give you flexibility to do what you need to do when it comes to your student loans. All right. 
Cool. Now let's jump into how to pay off any student loan or any debt that you may have. And honestly, it's the same thing that we always talk about. I think it was Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there is no such, there's no thing that's new under the sun, right? There's nothing that's new under the sun. If you're looking for like something special or some special trick or something like that, I'm sorry, I ain't got nothing for you like that. I ain't got nothing for you. If you listen to me, I sound like a broken record because I'm always going to share the same tips, the same examples, the same, well, maybe not the same examples, but I'm basically going to tell you the same steps when it comes to paying off debt. It's literally this, it's not simple. It's simple, but it's not easy to do, if that makes sense. It's simple, but not easy to do. And those steps are as follows. The first step that you need to do when it comes to paying off your student loan is you need to get a picture of where you are. Where are you? Where are you? Usually the first step is figure out how much all your debts are and all that stuff. But at this point, you know how much debt you have. So we're not going to talk about that one too much, but we're going to start with where are you? What do I mean by that? Where are you financially? Do you know how much you spend in a month? Do you know where your money is going? When you're traveling, Google first asks you, where are you going? Where are you starting from? Are you starting from your current location or are you starting from another location? Where are you? Because this will help you determine the steps that you need to take when it comes to your finances. What do I mean when I ask where are you? Track your expenses, make a budget. Track your expenses, make a budget. I get it. Most of us hate making budgets. So you know what? We'll call it a spending plan. We'll, put, we'll call it your rich spending plan, all right? We'll do the Ramit Sethi and call it a rich spending plan. What does it look like? How much are you spending on rent? How much are you spending on your food? How much are you spending on car? How much are you spending on gas? How much are you spending on transportation? How? Where are you? Take some time. Get out all your statements, your bank statements, your credit card statements. Sit down. Go to Ramit's website, download the conscious spending plan, and then go through it. Follow it. I'm going to put a link to that as well in the description. Follow that process and figure out where you are. Where are you? Where are you right now? This will help you determine, do I need to find a way to make more money? Or do I need to just cut back on my spending? Or do I need to do both? Because this will help you make decisions. Where are you? Step number two, have an emergency fund. At least that covers all your deductibles for your insurance. In other words, if you have a $2,000 deductible on your auto insurance, have $2,000 saved up. If you have a $1,000 deductible for your health insurance, have at least that much saved up. If you own a house, your deductible is probably going to need to be higher. So go look at your insurance details and find out what is the higher, highest deductible amount that I need to save for my house, that I need to save and have in an emergency fund in case of emergencies. The reason you do this is so that in case of an emergency situation, it doesn't cause you to fall so far back. I remember when I was trying to pay off my debt, one of the biggest things that happened on a regular basis was like, I remember my battery went dead. I, my tires were flat twice. Each one of those things, like your tire going flat, that's an easy $200 right there. Battery, that's usually $200 right there too. So these things will come up as you are going alongside you. You want these things to be inconveniences and not paralyzing. You want these things to be inconvenience, but not 
paralyzing you as you're going through this process. So please have an emergency fund. Save at least for some people, depending on your lifestyle, you still live with your parents, save $1,000. Save $1,000 that you just put in a separate savings account. In a separate savings account, I recommend using something like Allies Money Market Fund or Money Market Account. So save at least $1,000, but really you need to bump that up to whatever your deductible is. Go pull out that information, find out how much you need to save it and save it fast. Literally as fast as you can. Impress yourself with how quickly you're able to save that money. Step number three, after you reviewed your expenses and you know where all your money is going to, now figure out what are the things that you may need to eliminate. What are the things that are excesses that you can do without temporarily? What are the things that you may say, yeah, you know what? As much as I would love to have this in my life for right now, temporarily, I'm going to remove it. What are the excesses in your life that you can do without temporarily? What are the changes that you can make in your life temporarily? And then step number five, you just got to start paying it off. Start paying it off. What you can do is you can go to a debt payoff calculator, put the amount that you're going to be paying every month, and then just see how much will it change. Let's say like, oh, I I have like $20,000 in debt and I'm doing this repayment plan. If I was paying $1,000 towards it, that's 20 months. Okay, what if I was paying $2,000 towards it? Oh, that's gonna be 10 months. That's one year. Oh, okay. And then, you, you know, you can start thinking about it. It's like, okay, if I can make a little bit of extra money doing this, doing that, like you can start processing But the thing is, you just have to pay it off. You just have to pay it off. If you have special debts, there are some things you can do. For example, I owed the IRS about $10,000. For the IRS, you can literally write them a letter and you can get on call with them and sit on the phone with them. It's going to take a long day. It's going to take a lot. But you can also write a letter towards them and say, hey, IRS, I am not able to afford to pay off all of this balance. I can only afford to pay this much. Most of the time, the IRS will accept that. And they'll close your account out. But you have to give them a good reason. Don't just say like, oh, I can only afford. Like, give them a good reason why you believe you should owe less, not more. All right? And then pay that and then close the account. Pay that and close that thing off. When it comes to credit card payments, what you can do is, if you are serious about paying off your debt, you've been paying off your debt, what you can do is you can open a balance transfer card where you can have about 24 months of 0% interest rates. I've seen some cards have up to 36 months. Now, the only catch is there is a balance transfer fee, about 3 to 5% of whatever the transfer that you're making to that account. And it also comes with, um, you also need a pretty high credit score. So it depends on your credit score as well. But you can use that to be able to catapult you to pay your balance off faster. And you can do a, bet, a debt payoff calculator to compare having 0% interest rate and whatever the 23 or 24% interest rate that you have in your credit card right now and see just how much that affects, or rather, that affects your balance. Another tip that you can do is you can consolidate all your debt into one debt and have a lower balance. You can get like a personal loan to be able to pay off all your other debts and then use that personal loan as the one that you attack everything with. So that's another way that you can be able to find another way to save some money as you're trying to pay off your debt. SoFi has an offer that's going on right now to be able to consolidate a bunch of your debts. So there's a few tips of things that you can do, but notice all those tips do not pay off the balance in and of itself. All those tips just moves the money around. You still have to do all the things we talked about before of 
doing a budget, tracking your expenses, making a budget, saving for emergencies, figuring out where your extra money can come from, what's in your pocket and what's where, how's your pocket licking, and then finally paying off the money and just paying off your debt. You still have to take the action of paying off the debt. So I hope this was helpful to everybody who's listening to this. I hope this helps you to know what action steps you need to take right now. But look, like I said earlier, this repayment plan is not a get out of jail free card. You still need to do work. All right. You still have to do work. I was listening to somebody talk about this earlier and said the difference between two people that can be just as successful that get motivated to start an idea is ideas are lame. Is what he said. He said ideas are cheap. Action is everything. So right now you are motivated. You're excited. The next step you need to do is take action. Take action. It is not good enough for you to be motivated. Everybody gets motivated. Everybody has great ideas. Everybody gets excited. It is only those who take action that actually have progress. It is only those who take action that see progress. So please do not let this thing just fall on deaf ears. Take action. Take action. Do something. Start with a little small thing that you can do today. It doesn't mean you have to move mountains overnight. Start with the small things. Start with the small things. Maybe you review your spending. Maybe you decide to open up an emergency fund account. Maybe you transfer a little bit of money over there. Start with something. Do something. Do something. Take action. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, hit that like button and share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, eh, about. And by that time, you would have shared it with every single person that you know. Boys, it's been your boy, Kalechi. Thank y'all for listening. I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And your boy's out of here. Peace. Whoosh.